This is Jimmy and Annette, and of course, Mr. Chevy is with us today. He's always got to be with us, and I actually, when I said that loudly, he popped his head up. He's like, what? You talking to me? Do what? He wants to talk. I know he wants to talk. Chevy, do you have something to say over there, buddy? He's looking around like, I know you are talking about me, but I don't know what's going on. So Mr. Chevy's getting a big old haircut tomorrow because he looks oh like... Oh my gosh, he looks like a mop. Yeah, when I was in co- in high school, I had a very cool car. I had a 69 Chevelle Supersport. Rub and it I, in. Just I know, rub I just it had, in. had to, a station I wagon. I had to get that in there. <laughs> 16 driving a full-size station wagon. When my I was, parents hated me. My dad tried to kill me well, because at 14, true. he bought me a 69 Chevelle. Well, he really was trying to kill you. I know. It's mine, was try- mine at least were trying to keep me safe, I think. <laughs> you were in a tank. I was in a tank. That was a small island, actually. That it was unbelievable. Wagon. It was ugly. Anyway, all that to say, all that a stunning dialogue <laughs> there to say. He looks like, I used to wash my own car back in the day when people actually washed their own which cars. Which we haven't done in forever because oh my gosh. We, we keep, keep getting, getting rain, rain, which is good. We needed the rain. But back in the day, uh, you know, you'd wash your own car, but you had those wash mitts and they're like a big, fluffy, furry, white. That's thing. what you're saying, That's Chevy. That's what he looks, looks like. like. I've been tempted he to He looks like use a him. mop that I used to use when I would mop my floors. <laughs> he, oh, he's funny. Why'd he jump down? What's he doing? I don't know. Mr. Chevy, where are you going, buddy? We got a show to do. Come on. He's pouting because we called him a mom. Oh, sorry. He's getting his hair cut tomorrow, right? Yeah. Right and early. He's going to look like a poodle again instead of a a mom. (laughs) (laughs) So, how are you, Miss Annette? I'm doing great. It's been a quiet day. We needed a quiet day. We did. So, what do we do on Mondays? Mondays Mondays are our Sabbath day, and we rest. We do what we want to do, which is fun. We don't work. Which actually work is fun to me, right. honestly. Right, me too. Me too. I, I love what I do. I always do a little bit, but you don't. You're not supposed to. Um, but I, I enjoy my Mondays. Yeah. This one was very peaceful today. We went to the gym. That's one of the things we love to do. Well, we I met in a gym. Met so in a gym, so we have day, to go to the gym on a Monday. After 30 years of wow, we still meet in a gym. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> a couple times a week, three times, hopefully. That's what we try to do. But, yeah, we went to the gym today, and it, it's been kind of weird because it's been overcast, then sunny, then Storm overcast. Storm clouds everywhere. Oh, but, all around but us. they miss us. It's the strangest thing. Oh, it goes all weird. around us. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at We'll get a little right bit now. of sprinkle, and then that's it. Yeah, yeah. And then we'll get these warnings and, you know, calamities Take coming. Take cover, but there's nothing, nothing in our yeah. yard. Yeah. Anyway, it's overcast now. It's beautiful. But anyway, went to the gym, really relaxing. TV does not go on. How are we doing? How many oh weeks gosh. are we into this I don't now? even know. It was... You came back from Pink Impact from Dallas, and you February, said, let's talk. And I have been... I've purged ever since. I've not even... We. Why? Excuse me. We have purged Together. ever since. Together. It's more of a purge for you. I, I could take it or leave it, but yeah. Right. But it's yeah. been wonderful. I've totally enjoyed not turning the TV on. Unless we want to watch a movie that we'll find on Pure oh, Flix. Right, or right. We love Sometimes that. Amazon Prime will have a great movie that we are interested in. But for the most part, the TV does Doesn't not go on. go on. You said, was it last night or today, that 
You just said out of nowhere, our house is so peaceful. Yes, I did. Yeah. It was probably last night and this morning. Yeah. Because so, it is. I, I'm loving this. I'm loving this simplifying. I'm loving this dialing things back, mm-hmm. not having on. And I did really good on my phone today. I mean, I, I, I'm really? a phone guy. And, I saw uh, you on the phone a little bit with Adam. With Adam Curry. Oh, so yeah, he's Adam. the only one that you will talk to We're on bromancing, so oh I mean, we've got to talk every day. That's right. just the way it is. And so, yeah, sorry, <laughs> don't get jealous. Oh, my yeah, gosh. No, actually, he just asked me if we were doing our show this afternoon. He goes, hey, I'm looking, is the show going to happen? I know. You know. People have been asking me, um, when are you recording? That's like, crazy. Later. You know, we've had some really, uh, just a lot of encouragement lately. I mean, one of the things that um, at church on Sunday, people were talking to us about the show. And sometimes we wonder if anybody's even listening like, does anybody really care? Or is this really happening? And Because you've never really talked about it in church no, that we're doing this. Not as much as I should, because I need to get the word out and get our folks listening. Well, Jennifer Marshall came up to me, and she's just like, I love your show. I love your point of view. It made me so happy because yeah. sometimes I think, ah, do, does it even matter what I have to say? You know, I don't know Jennifer that well, but I, she's just got this God presence on her. There is she's, a light yeah, shining that's a, that's bright exactly through her. As soon as I saw it. She's got the smile and this light even about her. when yeah. you go through tough things right. she which she's going through a lot of she's got a lot of challenges in her life right now her her uh, one of her family members is getting married so she's involved in that and there's some other things going on yeah. but yet I could see this bright light all over her I saw her walk up to you on Sunday mm-hmm. after church and I just was like wow yeah she's just like shining. I know I know and yet she was you know going through some stuff which which we all do we're all we're all going we, through I say something this, I've been talking about this in our church that there's no perfect people allowed and the whole point of it is we're all Mr. and Ms. Dumpty you're I'm, so funny having Humpty the church Dumpty sat on a wall I mean come on <laughs> and you have the fall. whole church go through the they're getting better at yes, it, actually. They're really they getting are. into the groove of it. It's funny. <laughs> I usually have to do two starts on So are the you going to do that every week? Every week during okay. this series. Because the whole point is this, is that we're all Humpty Dumpty. All of us. We've all fallen And nobody can put us back together but God. Only God. And that's what we say. When we get to the end of the little thing, I say, right. all the king's horses are like, you know, couldn't put Humpty together again. I say, but God can. Yes. And that's really the whole point, and that's the whole message. And it's really the whole point of what we're doing here with a podcast. It's called Living Up in a Down World. And our goal, our heart, first of all, we want to live that way. It's a it's a target. It's a goal. It's but you something. have to be intentional about oh, that. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I don't know that people under, can understand that, that it takes intentionality yeah. to do that. Yeah. Because if you allow yourself to get wrapped up in the news and the things that oh are going on, you know, that, where they the can news, just overwhelm urge you. Yourself. Oh, I mean, it can <laughs> away. be tough. Run away. But you have to be intentional. Quit watching the news and start listening to the No Agenda podcast with Adam Curry and John <laughs> Dvorak. They unpack, they, they call it media assassination. <laughs> yeah, they do. They deconstruct the media well, and the news. They've and really helped us understand that everything is fake out there. Right, yeah. Well, so. Adam's background, of course, he was on MTV back in the day, and I think about nine or ten years, and being in that world, he just saw the fallacy of it mm-hmm. all. It's just fake. It's right. posturing. And uh, so he came away from that, not bitter, which is awesome, and a lot of people do come away bitter. I had a dear friend in Nashville who was on tour for 10 years, lived in a tour bus from the age of 19 to 29, and he came away bitter. I mean, wow. bitter and broken. 
and and he's doing well now. But I, I remember meeting with him and walking through some tough stuff with yeah. him. I'm not going to name his name, but he's a lead guitar player in a okay. really popular I don't band. Say, but I'm not going to say who he is. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, you know who I'm talking about. But anyway, he came away very disillusioned from that whole. He celebrity seems to life. be doing very no, well. I'm now. very proud of him, and and super cool. He's got a level head. He's growing up. You know, he's getting older, and kids are growing up, and his wife, and so yeah. But anyway. That whole idea that that just you can't really believe what you're seeing, especially right. on those main news media outlets, and they're well, just and they're when tearing I heard, people up. I call it getting spun up, right? They're spinning people up, and you know we're obviously not putting our head in the sand. We're actually we're looking at headlines. You know, I'm just we're just not going. We're not letting it overtake our life. Exactly. Yeah. But when I heard that the you know the the border was opened up, it literally began to bring fear in side me and I was just like right okay no no I'm not gonna live in fear there's always something going on in this world always always and around us and about. I can just sit there and dwell on it or I can yeah. say you know what no I that's that's how fear can grip you oh, and paralyze can. you can. and I just I refuse to walk in fear over we, this. We choose faith over fear that we're going to trust God no matter how things mm-hmm. look. And even if bad things do happen, you still trust God. Right. Because God's about the biggest picture, the bigger picture, right. the bigger story. And so you just, you know, Igbok, right? right. You know what Igbok means, yes. right? It's, it's going to be, be okay. okay. I got that amazing piece of information <laughs> off a of a coffee, coffee mug at Puckett's Cafe. Puckett's in uh, Oh, which Franklin, we get Tennessee. to go to in two weeks. Oh, yeah, bring that up. We, I didn't even put that on the show notes. Yeah, we're going to Nashville. What are we going to do in Nashville? The Caleb Awards. Caleb Fan Awards. Fan Awards, excuse me, because well, we're Caleb fans. All the super fans of Christian music oh, are going to be goodness. there. Oh, my goodness, so many bands. artists. We get to have wow. private concerts just there in a in a... I don't know how big the room is at the um, Gaylord, but it's going to be, be at the nice. Opryland Gaylord, which is a really fun, almost Disneyland yes. type experience. I'm we've been there before. I'm looking forward to it. We've, we've yeah, we used to live there, but been yeah. putting money aside and yep. ta- uh, taking care of this trip for one year. We had one of our one church year. members, Christy Clocker, last mm-hmm. year went and she came back. And said, buzzing, You have to go. And she knows how much we love Christian music. Yes. Well, you're like, a, You've a g- guitar player. Right. I, I'm a total Christian music nerd. And uh, I mean, I love my rock and roll, but I just can't hardly listen to it anymore. And that's not a weird thing for me. It's just. I can appreciate talent, but I, if I want, I want music that's going to lift my spirit. Yeah, it's going to move you. Yes, yeah. definitely. I tried to listen to some rock while we were. Um, um, I was listening to Extreme Rise. Nuno Betancourt's got like the, the solo of the century right now, and I he's have kind no of the, idea what you're talking about. He's the new about. Eddie Van Halen, and I and I had to check it out, and it was cool. It was pretty amazing. But when it was over, I was like, I got to go back. I'm going to listen to Mercy Me because I love those guys. Oh, gosh. After so, going yeah. to that concert. But, yeah, so appreciate it. And they're going to be there. Um, yeah, they'll the, be at the K Love Awards. We're doing well. a collaboration with somebody during the show. Mm-hmm. So there'll be a red carpet event where we, have, we get to, I almost said we have to, we get to dress up. You no, know, they said dress up as much as you want or as little as you want. Are you serious? Why am I, I taking read a that suit? To you. I told you, you're not listening Confused. to me. Yeah. I told you. There's a lot you. going on. Well, I I said, I said, listen to me. Look at me. See, this is the problem that scold a lot me well. of men People and women. People love it when you scold me because it's <laughs> no, all every man in America said, can relate to me. You right can. Now. <laughs> I said, wear your suit, right? But don't wear a tie. Just leave oh, your gotcha. no, shirt no, no. open I'm, that I'm way. Back with you, yeah, I'm back. Or you can wear your nice slacks we bought you and a jacket. Yeah. 
But you don't have to fully dress up. I so know what I'm wearing. I thought it was like a big. Well, you're. Su- I want you to dress for an award show. Got you. Opposite of what we're going to dress when we go to the mini concert. Yeah, yeah, just normal. Those stuff. are going to be casual. Okay. Well, I'm looking forward to it. So yeah, we'll get to catch up with Michael yes. and Daniel and from Mercy Robbie Me. and all the guys from Mercy Me. That's going to be fun. Your new bro rant. Bro, other bromance. Yeah, oh we got gosh. a text chain going. It's insane wow. with Michael and the guys with the bass player. Do y'all drummer, sleep. Uh, You're always <laughs> talking to them. <laughs> I know, I know. It's fun. It's it, fun. Right. Well, I just, I just love music and so appreciate it. And music to me is such a gift. And it got me. I would say it's cheaper than therapy, but as many guitars as I have, it may no, not be. No, no, no. I'm looking well, around. But you know what? I said no. I, I you. Actually, I decided I'm done. Decided I'm you're done. not going to buy one, and yet two days yeah. ago you said I need money to buy a guitar. You you're like, can I let me have the credit card? I decided I'm like, not hmm. to pull the trigger. I, I don't. I'm I don't. shocked. This is. No, I'm good. Maybe you're growing up. You're mature. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's no, no. That's against. That's my law. oh, okay, okay. Yeah. No, I'm good. I. I so what I do to, to help me keep me from buying guitars is I just I rebuild them all. I just. Put, I put well, different necks. That sounds on a them. lot more fun than buying new ones. No, no, it's pretty fun getting a new guitar. I'm not gonna lie, but but I I want to break that. I, well, I, I don't, don't want to think I gotta have another one. What pastor whose job is pastoring, not playing the guitar? When you play the guitar at the church, it's volunteer, and it's just a couple hours on Sunday. Why would you need twelve guitars like you have? I don't. I don't get that. You so don't understand. I don't understand. I said, and, but this is what I said. <laughs> if you want to buy a guitar, fine, but get rid of the guitars you just hardly ever play. I actually, play every one that you're looking okay, at. Okay, right people now. are going to think you don't really have a job if this is all you do is oh, play your this guitar. This is my therapy. <laughs> it is your therapy. So anyway, we're going to K Love Awards. It's going <laughs> to be an amazing. I'm, I'm totally subject. redirecting here. Wow, I'm a pro wow. at it. Okay, so uh, so what pastors learn to do. We learn oh, to redirect. Yeah. Yes, we're masters you of it. Definitely so have. redirect a convo. But anyway, we're going to do that, and it's going to be a great trip. And we're going to see uh, Mark and Alicia. We're so proud of them. They're doing so great. And uh, we did get Sam what we what a week and a half ago at, at the, the wedding. wedding, and so it was so fun having them here with us. But we get to go get to hang out with them a little bit, and then we're going to do the whole K Love thing, and you know do the Opryland <laughs> Gaylord thing, which is fun, really It'll a lot fun. of fun, and lots of music. That's what I'm pumped about. Lots of worship too, which mm-hmm. I'm a, I'm a I'm a worship music nerd for sure. I love it. It'll be fun. Yeah, I believe I always say that the Lord. Used ACDC to train me for work. Oh my so gosh. I grew up, I cut all my chops on early rock, classic rock now, but ACDC, Bad Company, and all those bands, Pat Benatar. Which our, our opening is an ACDC top. A little bit of a ripoff. Yeah. Yeah. So Jeff Smith, who I so appreciate, he's he's a, a session mus- musician. Maybe you can meet him when yeah, you're I'm there. I'm hoping. I'm going to see if he's even going to be, he may not even be there, but. You know, when you live in Nashville, you never go to anything. So. But you might can contact <laughs> no, him. No, I'm going to reach out to him to see if he's going to be around. But Jeff is uh, such a neat guy, but he did the opening. So the music that you're hearing, and when they asked me, I was talking to Adam about it, and we were brainstorming. Adam goes, well, what do you want the vibe to be? And you said, What do, what do you want the sound? I said, oh, that's easy, ACDC. And you just came up with that right off the top of your head. You didn't even have to think about I it. I literally didn't have to think about wow. it. I just wanted it to be jamming. I wanted some guitars. And so Jeff put that track together. Such a blessing. And, uh, yeah, I hope to get to connect with him. 
And again, back to the heart of music and why we love. And so we're going to this. And so, yeah, we're going to be just enjoying it. I mean, it's the whole point really is to just enjoy being around a bunch of people who love God and love and music. That week, we won't be able to do our podcast till later in the week because we will be out of town. Yeah, you're right. We may have so a, a we'll, we'll be able there. to do it next week, but the following week. We'll have to put it off a Let couple of days. think that through a little bit. What, take this with you on the plane? This rig? No, no, I cannot take my Tascam no, Mixcast 4. No it's way. too big. It's a big... Rody makes a new um, a new uh, small mini Oh, no, cast. now you want yeah, something no, no, no. else. No more gear. Oh We're gosh. good. We're good. But it's one you could take. It's very small. So, hey, we could do one on our phone, like just a total um, in the raw. Really? That would be really raw, wouldn't it? It sure would. <laughs> yeah, that's a bad idea. No, All right, no, forget that. I'm nixing that. I'm sure Adam will give you some tips of what to do. Yeah. I don't know. So let's talk just for a moment. I, I think this is kind of cool. We we found a new show. Now that we've we've purged ourselves from, from just regular TV and just kind of mindless TV. You know, we always used to say, I'm vegging, you know, but really it's just mindless. Not totally mindless because we're also taking in things. Exactly. But, but, so we, we got Pure Flicks, which we had checked out, I don't know, a couple of years, three years ago, and it was kind of... Cheesy. There was a lot of cheesy Christian There was, and there. I was We like, tried to watch it, and we were like, eh, this isn't quite... But the level, the game has changed. I think The Chosen has really helped raise the bar. Mm -hmm. And now, of course, Jesus Revolution really raised the bar. So I think we're going to see, we're seeing a lot more good things come along, come along, and production values a lot higher. So this show that we've been watching, it was a series, it's only six episodes or five. It's called Going Home. That has been amazing. Can you tell the premise a little bit about that? So powerful. Okay, I'll talk it. I'll say it. So the premise of it is, and, and why it's so, I'll just tell you why it's so near and dear to me. It's about a, a nurse who who's kind of the head nurse, and it's a palliative care unit or, or home called Sunset House. And what they do, it's a, a hospice exactly. care. Exactly, yes. And so each week there was a story around one or two of the res, you know, who people who were brought in for hospice, a football player who has his liver was fried from too much ibuprofen and drugs to take care of the pain of an injury and then and then a, a, a young person who had it you know an incurable disease and and so every week there was a different but it also talks it's a story of her engagement of the nurse the yeah the her main calling nurse. She, she believed it was a calling to help escort people over the line into heaven and there's just a lot of wisdom in this show, but if you if you ever want something really life giving uh, to watch, that also is just loaded with great truths. It is. It's a it's great. It's called Going show. Home, and I highly recommend it. And you know, Pure Flix is like I said, they're coming up. I mean, they're really mm-hmm. raising the bar on it, and so they'll do a new season in the fall. I believe we read, and looking forward to that. There was a line that came out of it. I brought all that up just to say this, and, and it just really. Really stuck with me so much so I wrote it down, which mm-hmm. I never do watching watching stuff. And it's this: life is, life is not lived in a straight line. Mm-hmm. That's, That's profound. It is. It's very powerful. When I heard that, I just thought that is the truth. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we have these ideals or an idealistic attitude that 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 there's going to be a day where things get easy. There's mm-hmm. going to be a day where I'm going to hit a plateau. It's all smooth out it's from here on out. out. And uh, no, it's you know, more like a roller coaster, isn't it? Yeah, definitely not a straight line, right? Mm-hmm. See, I think of the movie what Father of the Bride. <laughs> is yeah, it, a is great that the scene. is that the mo- where she where the grandmother yes. says, 
Life is a roller coaster. Yes. Yes. I, I'll never Great forget line. that as long as I live. And then she said, I like roller I coasters. I like roller coasters. I mean. And it was in the midst of. Chaos. Of <laughs> the, her son, who was Steve Martin, and um, his wife were fighting. They were arguing. And uh, it was profound. And then they just looked at her and they just. I mean, it was. Well, at first, I'll he thought it was that. dumb until it dawned on him she was right. She was right. Mm-hmm. Life, it doesn't ever get that smooth. No. Not that you don't have moments of respite and peace. Right. Because you can have peace in the midst of the storm. You sure can. You can live up in a down world. You can't. But that doesn't mean it's always easy, and it doesn't mean that it doesn't take work on it's an just ongoing something that basis. It's 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 when when the roller coaster ride comes and it's hard to bear. You just don't let it take you out. You live above that, and that's what we've had to learn mm-hmm. in our life. It took us a long time to get there, though. Yeah, I call it living above the fray. Mm-hmm. The fray is the noise and the clamor mm-hmm. and the din of noise of this world. And But living above the fray is that rising above that. Not that you're superior. It's not even That's not even the idea. The idea is that the world can have its... It's like walking away from a fight. You know, when I was a young person, I had to walk away from a few fights. I got in a few fights. I just don't get that. I never got into any fights. But sometimes you got to live above the fray, get above it, and say, you know what, I'm not going to lower myself and and participate. And so living above the fray is finding peace in the midst of the storm, Mm -hmm. right? Because life is not lived in a straight line. No, it's not. it's not. So I want to encourage you as you're listening. First of all, I want to say thank you for listening. Uh, We're Jimmy and Annette, and we are Living Up in a Down World. That's the name of our podcast. The name of the podcast is very intentional, and it's, it's our hope for you that you'll be able to find peace and find joy in the midst of, of a world that seems to be losing its mind. And that's why we're here. So we want to encourage you and, uh, and help you in any way we can. Another thing I want to talk about, which was kind of a, just a neat thing. This week, this last week, it was a lot of road time. It was. A lot of travel. We got to go to Austin twice. twice. Well, you did. I went I twice. only went once. And that's kind of a, it's not, I mean, it's like an hour and 30 minutes, hour and 40, but you know, each way. And so we went midweek. Um, I had this really cool opportunity that came along. Actually, in 2019, I was... I received a call from um, from uh, the Capitol building, from the Senate side of, of the Capitol, saying, "Hey, I'm so and so. I'm with the Senate, and and uh, you've been recommended uh, to come and pray. Would you be interested in coming to pray to open up one of our sessions?" And I'm like, well, "Let me check my." And schedule. why didn't you like, ask yeah. who recommended you at that time? I didn't think about. It. I didn't even know you had to be rec- I did. It just came out of nowhere, so I didn't even know anything. Didn't know the rules or there was protocols. So we went and we did that in 2019, and it was a wonderful experience. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. It was a great experience. We were met with just so much, so many gracious people. Yes, senators. Uh, was it Dan Patrick? He's the one who came up to you afterwards. Yeah, our lieutenant said, governor. Said your your prayer was so profound and so needed. You said all the right things that they needed for that session, which yeah, obviously you didn't know what it was about. Right. Yeah. So it was a really cool thing. You trying to get Chevy to yes, jump up in your he lap? Yes. Acting weird. I don't know what's wrong with them. Anyway, keep going. So, you'll Just tend to Chevy. Yeah. So, so we got called back again, and uh, and we went and we stay, We went early that night because it's it's the next morning. So we stayed the night, 
And uh, we get to the hotel, and oh man, we're both excited. First, and, we go shopping. Oh yeah, yeah. And we buy you a oh, new suit, yeah, so you can. You did because you needed. You're, I'm yeah. getting a little on the girth side down here. Yeah, a little here, wheel. Starting to kind of, yeah, what do they call know. that? No, uh, tire? Is that what they call? That's Spare what they tire. call. That's how I feel right now. Spare tire. That's um, what it is. But anyway, <laughs> so we had to buy you a new suit. A couple of them. And so we got you a couple of suits and some pants and tie and the whole works. We get back to the hotel. great. We get I'm to the hotel. I'm so excited. And I realize you left my clothes at home on the dresser. No, 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 no. I know. I see the look on your face. I didn't say anything. Actually, <laughs> you went. You actually padded the garment bag to see if there was anything in it. There's two hangers and two dresses in there. So. So it. you just went, oh, this is empty. I thought what? it was empty. Because normally. When we got home, I looked at it. You could see the dresses. You have 15 garments. But you even take, said, do you want you this one or mind. this garment bag and you said oh this one because you're you're going light this week so you already forgot your mind was Tell somewhere how else you really feel <laughs> so i didn't get to go i, I had to stay in the hotel room because i had it was no too clothes late to get out and go shopping again yes no and i did we not want to go the night in downtown austin so yeah so yeah you just said hey <laughs> you go i'll chill i'll rest and so I thank did. god adam recorded it so i could hear it that's cool. I wish I, I could have uploaded the uh Yeah, the you sound could, should have, but you didn't. Uh, didn't think about it. I may do that for next week. So anyway, it was you, good. you have to pre-write your prayer, and you have to submit it, and I get it. I, I can't I imagine pastors. I mean, I know that they'll pre-write it and get it approved, but how many of them actually take liberties yeah. is what I'm worried about, and I know you would I call that pray-preaching. Pray-preaching. Mm. Oh, I can, I can just imagine how many go off pastors that go off script. I don't do that. I, Which is why they called you back, I think. I, I want to always be honorable of what mm-hmm. they're asking, and I believe that that God hears all of our prayers and that even if I'm not saying it exactly like I would at church per se, uh, in an environment, a context of, that is blatantly Christian, I still think I can be completely anointed in the moment. Exactly. And uh, and so it, was, it worked out great. It was beautiful. Again... Um, I was met with so many gracious senators, both male and female, who stopped by because you know that you sit right under the uh, lieutenant governor's stand. He he sits in like a tower. It's this massive, huge piece of furniture. He's really up, towering above everybody, and so you sit right below that. And I sat with a couple of runners who they they run all the legislation, the paperwork. They're all over the place. And I sat with them, and they were both just delightful young people. And I, I asked them why they couldn't wear tennis shoes. You know, I said, <laughs> oh, my goodness. You guys should be wearing tennis. We had a great conversation. Of course, they love Fredericksburg, and so we talked about Fredericksburg. Everybody loves Fredericksburg. Right. But um, it was a great experience, and senator after senator stopped. and Because I'm the designated prayer, you know, mm-hmm. and every one of them, not all of them, but most of them came over and shook my hand and said, so glad you're here. Welcome to the Senate floor. And just what I what I realized, and I, I learned this a long time ago in politics, you know, whether you're on the House side or the Senate side, outside of chambers, they're, they're, the gloves come off. Mm-hmm. These guys go out and have a beer together and go hang out and spend but time inside, together. Woo, inside, the, the gloves, gloves go, go on, on. The cameras are rolling. Photo op moments happen. And 
I call it optics are happening all over the place. So much is theater. So much is for the cameras and for the six o'clock news. And so I, I saw that four years ago when we were there and just went, oh, this is like a big show. It literally is like a big show. Right. It is. And a lot of, because remember, they were doing a major vote last ab- year about, oh, no, well, oh, 2019. They were oh, doing I mean, this major vote about getting Chick Fil A into San Antonio oh, International yes. Airport, and the city council barred them from coming in because they wouldn't open on Sunday, and presumably, but not stated directly, because of their stance on mm-hmm. LGBTQRST, oh my God, UIV, whatever, all the different ones, <laughs> and so. They it, it was a mega debate, so we happened to be there right in the middle of I that. remember it was that. fascinating. But one of the representatives, Kyle Biederman, he's not in, in, in the house now, but he hung out with us and kind of gave us the back, the, what I call the backdoor tour, which you mm-hmm. get to go places, others don't. And that was really cool hanging out with, with, uh, with our, our representative. And uh, he just, he looked at us and he goes, you see all this right here? He said, this is all for show. He said, we already know what the vote's going to be. He said, yeah, we already know. We already know what the vote's going to be. That just floored me. I just kind of went, what? I know. This is all, he said, see all the cameras? And there were cameras everywhere. He said, that's what this is for. And I went, oh, "Oh, this is a show. We're at the show. (laughs) That was disappointing, actually. But anyway, so this time uh, there was, they had education issues going. So they had the gallery Filled with children. I saw from school. that. I, I went kids. online. I could see it online. Yeah, it was very interesting. After the fact. Yeah, very interesting. Anyway, great experience, and so appreciative that they had me back, and and I visited with my liaison, and she said we will definitely have you back, and I said I want I, give me a call. I'm just an hour and a half down. What the an road. honor. Yeah, I'm thankful. It is. Very, it was it's humbling. An honor. Yes. But I'm very grateful that I got to do it. Um, mm-hmm. You feel like you're participating in, in a little piece of history at some level as a, as a minister getting to step into what I feel like is a very important, and thank God it hasn't been left out and forgotten. Exactly. I mean, it, it's really amazing to me that in this season of, of, of our culture and history that they still open with prayer. I mean, I know. it really, really says a lot. But how long do you think that'll last? I don't know. I I don't know. But I'll I'll be there, and I'll do it as long as they'll let me do it, because I I actually really enjoy doing it. And so, anyway, that was a sweet time. And then you got to go back on Saturday. (laughs) came home for a day and uh, turned right around, and I went back on Saturday with Adam Curry. So, no agenda... John Dvorak and Adam Curry have had this this podcast for 15 years, got 850,000, nearly a million listeners, and and, and uh, it's a phenomenal, I recommend it, highly recommend you listen to it, especially to unpack the news and what's really going on right now, but uh, from a conservative standpoint. So he said, hey, you want to go to a meetup? And a meetup is where they just get the word out in a particular area, hey, uh, we're doing a meetup for no agenda, and then all the people that are big. But John Dvorak doesn't show up. It's no, no, no. Just he, Adam. he lives up in Silicon Valley. Do they so do meetups up there? They do them all over the place. Oh. But I don't think John attends many of them. But Adam tries to attend as many as he, he can. He does a lot of them, yeah. I mean, they just did one in Nashville, uh, 
Tina Curry did one up in Chicago. Chicago. So yeah, they, they try to make them. And so I said, man, I would love to go because Tina was coming back from New York City and you were going to drive to San Antonio, which Pick is a big up. adventure for you. Right. Proud of you I for don't doing like that. to drive in Proud San Antonio. Of you for doing that. So took her out. So I rode over to, to Austin in, in a rainy, rainy Saturday and we had a blast. I mean, it was such a neat thing. There were probably 40 to 50 in attendance. And, and it's just a social. I mean, people are eating and, and enjoying beverages and just hanging out and talking about what we all have in common, which in, in that context, it was, it was the No Agenda show. But what I found out, which I didn't really expect, it was a very pleasant surprise, even though Adam and Tina said, hey, you're going to have some fans there. And I'm like, fans? Fans? <laughs> Do we have fans? Chevy's our fan. He's, he's our number one. Uh, but anyway, so... Sure enough, it didn't take long after being there. People started coming over and talking to me and saying, yeah, yeah, we've listened to your podcast and we, we love living up in a down world. And I was like, wow. And then people say, hey, can we take a picture with you? I'm like, wow. Seriously? <laughs> so me, moi, sure, you know, I hope I don't break the camera. But anyway, we had, it turned into about three hours of delightful and life-giving conversations. That's great. And a, and a pleasant thing happened that I did not expect. What? So this is not a Christian gathering, right? These are just people, mm-hmm. and it's Austin. <laughs> so enough said about that. It's yeah. Austin. <laughs> so I didn't know what to expect. And once people found out that I was half of living up in a down world and that I'm a pastor, one after another, all day long, all, all the, over those three hours, people were coming to me and talking about their faith life. I and that love that. Most of them... Ha, we're, we're not in a good place. They, they feel like they've gotten away from their faith. And you were able to share with them. Just able to have conversations. Just turn around. He's right there. Yeah, yeah. One, one really that. cool cool conversation, especially that one. But I, I got to talk about leaky buckets and just show up and let Christ leak out of you. And we just go everywhere. We just go make beautiful messes. That's the whole point. But it was so cool to see Adam in his environment as well with his people and, and uh, it was hard getting away because, man, people want to talk, and we were all talking, so we finally pulled ourselves away. We're walking to the car, and I said, I said, bro, I said, that's that's your church. He goes, yeah, those are my people. I said, that's your church. You're like a pastor. Mm-hmm. I said, we kind of do the same thing, just on two different levels. But anyway, a beautiful time, and really appreciate Adam you know, invite me to go along, and gosh, I definitely want to go back at some point and experience well, that. He wants again. us all four to go to a oh, absolutely meetup that's coming up soon. I don't know. They do them once a month in Austin. I know. Oh, they do. Scott, yeah, wow. Scott over there heads all those up. He coordinates them, and it's phenomenal. It's just a great experience. So, so yeah, just you know, just it was one of those weeks of just some really out of the box experiences. You know, it wasn't a typical week by any means. No, not at all. In the office, out of the office, all over the place. And I loved every second of it. But boy, I was tired. Man, I'm still feeling it. This morning was hard to get up, I think. It was. (laughs) For both of us. I usually get up at 6, whether I set my alarm or not. And boy, this morning, I slept in 710. No. I know. I feel like the day was half gone when I got up. (laughs) It was. Oh, no, I've overslept. The sun's coming up. No, you need it. Your body needs to rest. (laughs) <laughs> Definitely needs to rest. No doubt. But I was proud of you, Miss Annette wow. Pruitt, because you drove <laughs> by yourself to San Antonio. I almost to the, canceled to and the said, airport. Tina, can you 
you might have to get an Uber, but only because I thought it was going to be storming because we had We've all had these warnings. Oh looking, my goodness! It's dark again outside. It, right it is, but uh, the weather turned out beautiful, and I was able to drive. It was an easy drive. We, I didn't have. It's really interesting when we drive because when I'm driving with you, and you're driving, all Everybody the crazies are out, and they're driving slow, and you're trying to go around them, and you're saying things that you have to repent for. Oh, uh, that's a little exaggeration. Nah, not much. But when I drive, I didn't have any of that. Literally, it was such an easy, calm, peaceful drive. Well, sounds like I'm the common denominator yeah, there. I think you are. Yeah. You did well, tell maybe. the church that that is... The one area that you have a hard time yeah, with. As definitely. I have my fully human moments. Mm, I'm it. glad there's so not a gun on, what do you call it? On the, on the hood of my hood car. Of your car. Yeah. <laughs> with a trigger on the steering yeah. wheel. It would be carnage all over the you road. You always get, a re- Farmer Joe is always in front of you. Always. Oh, and I'm certain God puts him there on purpose well, then to say, To do what? Man, I'm to trying to To calm you down. Something. Yes, and someday to it'll To make work. you enjoy the journey. You always talk about enjoying the journey. And I'm always like, I just want to get to our destination. And you're like, no, but you got to enjoy the journey. See, this is why I appreciate Tina Curry. Oh, because she is just like you. We get each other on Okay. This. And Adam and I Adam, just want to enjoy Adam, I know journey. you're going to hear this later, but 67 miles an hour, it was killing me. Oh, my gosh. I, we I were, would love that. We were behind a bus. like looked like a tour bus, an old He's tour bus. He's in no bus. hurry. He was in no hurry whatsoever. He's living whatsoever. up in a down world. <laughs> he totally was. He had no agenda. You know, <laughs> I didn't have a brake on my side, but I sure wish I had a oh gas pedal. Oh, my gosh. I was like, come on. It would not have bothered me at all. <laughs> But we got there safe and sound, and I'm so proud of you going to get Tina. That's a big, that's kind of a, a win for you. Yeah, for people that don't yeah. know me, I'm just, I get, I have a lot yeah. of anxiety in, in really tough traffic. Yeah. It started happening when we lived in Nashville, which yeah, is one of the reasons why I wanted to get away and live in a small, small town. town. Yeah. But it, it was fine. Yeah. I did, did I'm really proud of you, the actually. Test. Yeah, you did. <laughs> I'm super proud of you. Um, so we had a request, uh, Meta Pew, uh, Meta, 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 not Meta, it's Meta. She goes to our church, wonderful, our husband, Tom, he's just kind of helping us ra- oh, running. helping us, he's running our head usher. Running our usher Amazing. ministry and host ministry, and we need him because our church is oh, growing. Oh, he's taking it, it to a new level. We're packed, and it's just sometimes hard to get people into seats and stuff, and he's an amazing guy. So Meta wrote in, just said, hey, would y'all talk about grace and forgiveness? Mm. I said, oh, we can talk a lot about grace and forgiveness. So we, on Sunday, um, our worship leader in production, who's head of production, he's an associate pastor, Russ Hearn, he always picks the bumper videos. He'll send me a couple and go, hey, which one you think works? And he always, man, he just, he knows my heart and he knows what I like. And he showed this bumper video of a jar that, that fell off of a table and cracked open, you know, broke. And uh, and then it then on the screen all these things start coming up divorce, grief, loss, um, I mean all kinds of addiction. things yeah uh, diagnoses mm-hmm. uh, all kinds of things and uh, I mean abandonment rejection all these words are flying at you and you leaned over me and said we've experienced every, every one of these one of those and of course I was like. Everybody here's experienced every one mm-hmm. of these. This is the world that we live in. It is. It's very difficult. I have been starting this series talking about 
God's love for people. Because I think in the middle of all this distraction and all the craziness that's going on in the world, whether you're, you know, addicted to the news feeds or you're addicted to social media or you're addicted to TV or whatever, just we're just taking in so much more information than we were meant to. Yeah, our hearts were not created no. to handle everything that's coming our Look way. Look at what's happening in the schools and with all the the young uh, students that th- they're, they're overwhelmed and they're all depressed. Many are on oh antidepressants, anxiety and they're depression. De- they're yes, they have anxiety issues. I don't think I've met a child recently yeah. that is not dealing with some kind of issue yeah. like that. And a lot of it has to do with what we're filling our minds with. Well, think about it. And we, these things that we hold in our hand, these screens, whether it's a tablet or iPhone or a Galaxy or whatever, they have more information coming to them you know, on, on a moment-by-moment oh. basis than most people knew in a lifetime mm-hmm. you know, 100 years ago. Technology, which can be very helpful, and th- I'm thankful for so many advances in science, especially in the medical industry, some really neat testimonies there. But what's happened is it's we're overwhelmed with images and articles and propaganda, a lot of it that's even designed to spin us up. And it's creating such chaos in people's lives. And so now we have to come in and say, wait, you you forgot something. You forgot how loved you are. Mm. You forgot how important you are. You forgot that you are worthwhile. Mm-hmm. You forgot that Jesus died for you. That's how much he loves you. And so I'm having, I almost feel like I'm starting from behind the line. If you're, if you're racing a, you know, a hundred meter sprint, but you're, but you're 10 meters behind the line, you're already at a deficit, right? Mm-hmm. It's going to be hard to win that race. And I feel like so much of what we're doing, other pastors as well, we're having to help people just get to ground zero right now because they're so overwhelmed because life is hard. Mm-hmm. And the world well, and then is coming if at you fast. Have issues with unforgiveness because you've been harmed in some way, hurt in some way, rejected. Um, it's that is a very, very tough issue to get over. And honestly, I don't believe you can do that without Jesus Christ. Period. I don't know how anyone. Self help is a myth. Mm, it is. I mean, and there you go into a Barnes and Noble. And you see these the section titled self help, you know, is massive. It's one of the biggest sections in, in the whole in the whole store because everybody's trying to say, well, you just it's four keys to this and it's five steps to this and you know, four whatever, you know, you know, the ABCs of success in life. And we need someone, not just something. Mm-hmm. We need someone. That's bigger than all of this to take us by the hand and lift us up, lift our feet up out of the miry clay, to use a Bible phrase, lift our feet up out of the miry clay and set us on a rock Mm -hmm. because we cannot do it ourselves. Well, how do you handle when people come to you and say, I'm having a hard time with unforgiveness towards someone? How do you handle that with them? You know, I've even just recently had what I think is, is some a revelation on that. And a revelation just means something's been revealed that you didn't know prior. And I even brought it up on Sunday. I, I used it in terms of grace. So grace and forgiveness go a lot hand in hand. But I, I used this phrase. I said, you know, and I'm going to say this to you listening because you need to hear this. 
is that until you can forgive yourself exactly and be gracious with yourself it's almost impossible to, to forgive, forgive others, others. Mm-hmm. and the only reason why i can forgive myself and have grace towards myself is all i have to do is think about how much grace and forgiveness God, through Jesus Christ and His Holy Spirit, has shown to me exactly. and continues on, an, on a constant basis. And so you heard me, I really went there on Sunday with, on that topic because it, it's almost like God was showing it to me in real time, and I was like, oh my gosh, this is huge. And I just said, you've got to be gracious to yourself. Have some grace for you. We all have fully human moments, or as Pastor Robert Morris calls it, we are, we are divinely human. Mm-hmm. We're both divine. We have the God, Imago Dei, image of God, and we're human. We're, we have fully human moments. And every person in the Bible had the same. They were the same. They're us. They mm-hmm. are just like us. Different culture, different time, but same human dynamics. And so on those days when you just feel like, I know I need to forgive this guy. I know I need to let this go. You need to look in the mirror and start with you. Mm-hmm. You gotta forgive yourself. You gotta forgive yourself for missing it, for blowing it, for missteps, for mistakes, for bad choices. You cannot live looking in the rearview mirror. The kingdom doesn't have a car with a rearview mirror. It only goes forward. And you have to begin to say, "I, I'm going to release myself." And and the reason I can forgive myself is because God in Christ has already forgiven me. When I when I was thinking about this when Maida made that comment to you about forgiveness. And I, th- I think about, and I've said this before on the show, but um, I'm going to say it again. When I was having issues with my father and my ex-husband, for that matter, but let's just talk about my father growing up in a very abusive home. When I became a Christian, it, I didn't easily forgive him because I, I didn't understand the concept of forgiveness. But as I grew in my walk with the Lord and matured, I was able to come to a realization that there was something that must have happened to him mm-hmm. in his childhood or early adulthood or whatever that caused him to to become an abuser and an alcoholic mm-hmm. and um, in our life and so in in his life. And so I had to come to that realization that, this wasn't about me. It, this was about something that happened to him. And I really went from contempt to compassion yeah. for him. And when you begin, another thing is, to me, when you really need to forgive someone, pray for them. When you pray for someone, you can't be in anything but love for that person yeah. eventually. Now, at yeah. first, you're, ah, forgive that person. You know, and you're just... You're kind of mad. Okay, I'm going to forgive him. Right. Unless, and then he does something else again to you, and you <laughs> you continue. But there's a, a a point in time when it really takes hold. Yes. And you can let go and realize you've got to love that person, no matter what. Doesn't mean you can still set boundaries. Right, obviously, of course, absolutely. And you have to absolutely. But you can you can have the love, but it's a love. That's different than just, um, you know, we have a love for people where we want to spend time with people because we love them. But then there's another kind of love that God gives us 
for all people mm. that don't look like us. Right. They don't act like us. They don't have the same values, but we can still love that person. That's a love that only God can give. No one else can give that. And so that's what I, when I think of forgiving, I think of praying, loving, letting go, let God love through you. Because you can't do it physically and and of yourself. You can't. It has to come from the Lord. Love that. So with you on all those points, and, and we've had to walk this. We have. We'll always have to. I, that, that Again, life's not lived in a straight line. We'll exactly. walk that again. Exactly. Uh, it would be wonderful if you think, okay, well, I've, I've had, I got offended once and I got over it, now it'll never happen again. No, no, no. No. It's just preparing <laughs> you for the next level. So exactly. It will be worse next time. But, and that's not a, I don't want And it's like a test. It's not fatal. You have to keep repeating exactly. until you get it right. <laughs> Well, and then there's other tests. There's mm-hmm. higher levels. And exactly. so, um, yeah, I actually was talking to a lady on Sunday, precious, precious lady, older lady, and she was talking about having a hard time forgiving someone. Mm. I mean, after wow. we just talked about it. And I said, you need to forgive them for your sake, mm-hmm. not just theirs. I said, unforgiveness is a prison of our own making. Right. And I said, you're, you're trapped in your own prison. And I told her, I said, just because you forgive them doesn't mean that there's not consequences for what they've done. Exactly. There are natural and logical consequences. God always has the last word. And there but that's not for you. That's mm-hmm. boundaries. You've yes. got to let them go for you. For her. Because you can't live tethered oh my to goodness. that issue, just, that problem, she that person. Dwells in it. And even as she's talking about it, she has starts having a visceral reaction. Oh my where goodness. I can see her getting spun wow. up. And I said, and I just, you know, patted her on the shoulder and said, You need to let them go for your sake. For and, your and it sake. doesn't condone their behavior. Exactly. And I was clear with that. And I think that. people Very don't clear. have a realization of that. They don't have that revelation. If I forgive them, that means, means what it's they okay. did was okay. That no, is not true. No, never, Nothing never. that ever happened to me in my lifetime that was horrific is okay. Right. But I've let it go. I've released it and given it to the Lord. He judges them. I don't. That's right. That's right. I let it go and move on. And when we let them go, it's actually releasing exactly. us. So forgiveness for me is... is um, is releasing myself from a prison. Mm-hmm. That's what unforgiveness is. It's you bind yourself to them. Right. You know, when you don't forgive, you actually think about them all the time. Mm-hmm. The, you, you see their car. You have You're a repulsed by. You see their car <laughs> mm-hmm. in a parking lot, and you, you go somewhere else. Right. And I've done that before. Mm-hmm. I've driven up into We've a parking lot, that. and I, I was like, nope, no, I'm not. Go. Can't handle it. I'm not. I'm not ready for that. Turn around and go out, and then later, I'm like. Now, why did you do that? Mm-hmm. It's time to grow up. Exactly. Let it go. John Eldridge has a great little exercise. Uh, he calls it the one-minute pause. It's a simple little prayer where he says, you go to Jesus and you say, you say, Lord Jesus, I give everyone and everything to you. I give everyone and everything to you. And I, I've pulled that into my vocabulary. And, you know, it's okay to adopt other people's prayers mm-hmm. and adopt phrases that work. And so I would encourage you listening. If you're struggling with that or just you're facing things during a given day, go back to the simple phrase, Father, I give everyone and everything to you. And if you have to say it five times, say it again. I give everyone and everything to you. I release it. I let it go. And you may have to say it again and again. Mm-hmm. 
And, and, and even if you don't get peace after you say it, just know you have made a declaration mm-hmm. that is important, and it does change things. And the Your peace words are will come. It will come eventually. It will. It just it takes will. time. But keep going. Keep keep stepping down So when road. Maida was asking you about grace, mm-hmm. do you know what the context of that was? No, there was no context in that. Per- because? I think it was in relationship, relational context. Okay. You know, like, for example, you and I, I mean, we... We have to walk in grace to each other, so we got to show ourselves grace. Usually, if I ever flare up with you, nine times out of ten, I'm actually mad at myself. I know that I am yeah. too. Yeah, we get we we get ashamed. And we think, why did we go there? Yeah. Why did we do that? Why yeah. did we blow up? But why? then we blow up on the other person. Mm-hmm. But we're actually because, mad at ourselves because we're safe with one another. Right, that's true. Absolutely true. We are very safe with each mm-hmm. other, and we've been together 30 years. We've been through a lot together. And so when one of us blows up, it doesn't create massive drama. It usually kind of ends right there. Right. We don't care. Now, it wasn't that way in the early days. No, no. Early on, we had to learn mm-hmm. how to fight fair. Mm-hmm. And we had to learn what it meant to to have grace for each other and then feel safe. Mm-hmm. And uh, man, that is powerful. Just learning to be safe with one another and knowing that there's nothing Annette Pruitt can say to Jimmy Pruitt that's going to cause him to leave ever, no matter wow. what. And once you get that, mm-hmm. then, th- but here's the thing once you feel that safety, you actually do say things sometimes you regret, mm-hmm. and that'll sometimes a- escalate things. And, you know, we have our moments. My gosh, we just do. We're, we're human beings being human. And so there are times, you know, they don't get too volatile like they did in the early days, but. But still, we have moments, you know. We had a moment last night. Over the guitar. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, because I was like, hey, because I had mentioned to you about, you know, this guitar. and You, you wanted know, to buy it. But it was out of production, and they were doing another run on them. And I and I saw online yesterday that, that they're, they they're going to be releasing them out now. Little Paul so Reed. you asked me for the credit so I, card? I said, so, no, I said it this way. I said, well, just letting you know that guitar is available now. And, I, and what did I say? I think you said. You think. Wow. You said something about, I don't understand why you need I said, go guitar. ahead, put it on the card, but I don't, but I understand, don't understand when and you have 12 guitars so, hanging. So that flipped a switch in it me. It did, and you got a little. I got testy. You got testy. I got frustrated because. I thought I had a full green light, but but you it, do, right? Got it. I'm <laughs> just saying I, that my feelings, and and then I I flared up at you, and I felt horrible about it. And then this morning you apologized. Of course, I we didn't apologize. go to bed mad or anything. Not really. I mean, we just <clears throat> don't. I mean, we don't yeah. hold things anymore. You know, I was mad at myself last night. I wasn't mad at you. Actually, I was mad at me. Well, and if you recall. A few weeks ago, I told there's a guitar through Veritas. Is that what it's called? Yeah, Veritas. That yeah. you said is top it's one. It's the ultimate. It's the, the Cadillac. Ultimate. And I'm like, why don't you hold off and get the ultimate? And you were like, ah, I don't know. I just, I want this one. And I'm like, why? why? When you can have the ultimate, you can just get rid of five guitars and have the ultimate. But that's not a guitar. Guitar players don't do that, right? There's something called gas. All guitar players have gas. What is that? We we have terrible gas. What do you mean, what is it? What? 
What? Gas. We all have gas. It's guitar or gear acquisition syndrome. Oh, my gosh. Is that what that is? It is. is. So all my guitar friends go, yeah, I got gas really bad here. Oh, my God. I have never heard you say that. I haven't because you're not a guitar player. No, I'm not. That's funny. Yeah, there's just something about musicians, you know, and, and, and instruments. You know, every instrument's got a different tone, sound, feel, all that. And most most musicians live on a quest for the right sound and the right feel. They want to bond with the but instrument. Aren't most musicians, aren't they in a band or? No, I don't know. I have a standing gig every week. <laughs> every week. <laughs> wow. Maybe the church should buy you. No, they shouldn't buy you a guitar. through... COVID, when paid musicians weren't getting to play, I've has still had a standing yeah, so gig you, every week. You weekend, did. You so. still had to play. No, it's a love thing. I play for the love of the game, and the fact that for me, my playing is worship. It's it's a, it's another expression that's outside of my voice. Well, I guess it's like um, you don't understand why I need another dress because you know I like to buy dresses. But what do I tell you? Go get what you want. And what did I say with the guitar? Get it. I said, just because I don't understand it doesn't mean you can't have it. But you you chose not to. Yeah. You've changed your mind. Yep. And I put a different neck on that guitar. And now guitar it's a over brand new today. guitar again. Feels like a new guitar. Oh my gosh. There well, you go. that's all it takes. I'll just <laughs> start switching start everything. Switching around. all the start necks around. Start screwing everything, pulling my guitars apart yeah. for me. Yeah, yeah. That's so, yeah, funny. but that's part of the dynamic of grace, too. Grace is, um, grace, so. Grace means this. You'll you'll hear it identified as or defined. Most Christians say it's unmerited favor. You know, you're getting something that you didn't really deserve, and and that's that's an element of grace. But really, grace is God's power. It's God's strength. It's God's authority. It's God's favor uh, on your life to do what you cannot in and of yourself do. So when I'm being gracious towards someone, I'm exercising what I don't have in myself. It's actually a complete abandonment to say I trust I trust God's goodness. And so I'm going to be gracious, which means I'm going to I'm going to act toward you beyond what I normally would. In other words, I might get frustrated or I might hold a grudge or I might want to even retaliate. But when you're gracious and you're living a grace-laced life, then you actually go above and beyond and completely let things go. Completely. And you just switch a neck instead of saying, give me the <laughs> Well, I wasn't card. applying it to that I know, but exact I, situation. But, you know, but yeah, yeah, you look for alternatives. Right. Go, okay, I, I don't, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to take a step back and do something different that's not going to cost a dime. And, uh, and yeah, I'm going to enjoy the guitar and have fun with it. And, <laughs> and now we're smiling. <laughs> And boy, look at those pearly whites you got. Oh going my over goodness, there, girl! My teeth hurt. Why are your teeth this hurt? This whitening, you know. So, so Annette did this like no, indus- we talked about it yeah, on the, the show. industrial grade oh whitening, and it's like creating. It's like pain. having toothache on every tooth you have. It's it it it's been tough. No, I can see the pain the in your face right pain. now. I can see it. It is the cross. You look like you're hurting right now. Yeah, yeah. Mr. Chevy, you doing okay over there? Listen, guys, we love y'all so much. Thank you so much for the comments. Thank you for the, um, yeah, thank you for the comments. Thank you for the notes, the tech, everything. We want to hear from you. Go to our website, livingupinadownworld.com. We want to hear from you. We want you to, uh, 
uh, let us know how you're doing. And if you need help, I mean, in terms of just whatever we can do to help in terms of counsel, encouragement, scripture, we always want to be here for you. We're proud of you in the sense that you're even listening to the show because yes. you're going to learn some things. We feel like we've 30 years of marriage, and uh, I'm not even going to say our age because I don't want to hear You already do that. Did I? Well, we're getting up there. Just say we've got some miles, <laughs> some trade wear on our tires. But we love you guys. Have an amazing week on purpose, and go out there and live up in a down world.